This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Alrighty, folks, welcome back in. Right now, 8-12 and uh, temperature 64 out the door. A nice, cool start to the day. Fall is upon us. Pro football is back on TV. The Browns and the Bengals are still just awful to watch. We got to see that last night, but fun nonetheless. And uh, we head into the action line now with our uh, first guest of the morning, Tara Stone, joining us as well as Ray Wiley. And uh, guys, good morning. Thanks for morning. coming on and getting up with us this morning and getting the day started here on WGNS. Uh, Tara, I know you wanted to start off. There was um, something we wanted to open with, and that was disaster relief. That's something that the Red Cross helps with. Obviously, the blood drives are important. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, but talk about the disaster relief, what you guys do there, and you know, kind of give us an inside look on that. I think that's something that people maybe overlook with the Red Cross. They think you guys are you know, blood donations, blood donations, but there's more to it. And this, I think, is just as important. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I know last time I was here, we talked about the tornado response, um, which affected us You know, here locally, has in the past, and then recently throughout Nashville and Hermitage and Cookville um, in the area and responded to that. But right now, um, Tennessee is helping to support the disasters that are going on in 10 states right now. Um, in our chapter, we have uh, currently three that are serving in Oregon. Our disaster program manager, Emily Gerard, she's a full-time employee, is currently in Oregon working in a shelter there. Um, and we also have two volunteers um, that are um, in Oregon as well and some serving virtually. So we're actually supporting um, six states right now. Uh, with our Tennessee volunteers across the state. We've had 99 volunteers and staff fill about 123 positions since August the 19th um, in Louisiana, Florida, Oregon, Alabama, Mississippi, and California. Well, that's incredible. And, and when we talked last time, we were you know, making sure folks um, had an idea of you know where you guys normally do most of your work, and that's going to be middle Tennessee. But mm-hmm. in this case, you guys do branch out and go to other states. We do. You know, we have uh, staff and volunteers that are affected by the wildfires and the flooding and the hurricanes themselves. And so, just like when the tornadoes come here, we'll have volunteers and staff from other places come in and help us. Um, it's emotional. It's a lot when it's happening in your backyard. Um, and while we do serve and, and help at those times, it's it's good to have other people that come in from the outside to help you manage that. And we're doing the same. Um, as there are uh, about 30,000 people we've been um, helping to serve uh, through shelters and hotel rooms and you know across um, those states it's a lot of people it takes a lot of volunteers and a lot of staff um, to help with that we'll also have individuals in shelters um, serving food driving herbs uh, doing a lot of different things uh, to support I know volunteer opportunities and and donations can come in different shapes and sizes Um, some people are able to go and and travel and help out some of these areas some folks can help locally Uh, some folks can donate and and do things like that for folks for the disaster relief side we can start with that what are some ways that people can help that maybe aren't able to to travel to these places or you know maybe they have a full-time job and family and they can't leave but there are other ways they can be a part of the solution 
Um, absolutely. And, of course, we always um, suggest that you make a donation by visiting redcross.org. You can call uh, 1-800-RED-CROSS. Um, you can text the word Red Cross to 90999 to make a $10 donation. Um, we do ask that people make donations, you know, take that money um, and, and to get supplies that are needed. And sometimes that can help support that local economy that way, but also just get the things that are needed into the hands of the people that need them. Uh, we do have volunteers that support virtually. Uh, they're able to do things um, either through phone or computer from their home. Um, there are different things. I think I mentioned last time we have healthcare workers that can um, support. We need to replace glasses, prescriptions, and those are things that can be do- done over the phone by calling um, a doctor's office or a, a pharmacy and help those people replace those items, and that can be done virtually. And you know, just just thinking out loud for for folks in that position, a lot of those maybe they've lost their house, they've lost their ability to do some of these simple things on their own, and that's where they would step in as, as volunteers. Absolutely, um, there's lots of different things you can do. Um, it it's it's hard sometimes to just step in and do something quick, but we we do have those positions at times. Um, but if anyone's interested in learning more, they can look uh, go to Red Cross org uh, slash volunteer today. Those are our most needed positions. Um, like right now, we have online training for individuals that might want to drive an ERV. So when we are feeding, um, there are classes you do online yourself, and then we'll have one that's done virtually um, in real time. Uh, so there's just different things that you can look at on there, and definitely also blood donations. I know we're going to talk about that with Ray. Uh, a lot of areas that are affected cannot collect blood right now. Um, so that will definitely make a, make a change um, in the collection numbers in those areas, and that's another way people can support by going and donating blood. So a donation locally could be spread out and go other places. Then is that is that how that would work? Absolutely, yes. Wonderful. Any final thoughts this morning? I know we wanted to um, talk about the blood drive and, and talk about some of those things happen here locally, but I thought it was important to to take a broader look and, and know there are folks in the country who um, you know need the help of the Red Cross and, and for these donations to spread out, and that is important. And the same happens when things happen here with the tornadoes in Nashville, is and a lot of that same stuff will come back to us and. Um, you know that's that's a pretty cool network as far as the Red Cross goes, as they can they can cover so much ground. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say thank you to our volunteers that are um, serving in those states, um, both on the ground and virtually, and also our volunteers that are here and supporting um, our area. Things that are continue to happen here. We continue to have home fires. We've had flooding, um, so we do make sure that we have people ready to respond locally. Um, some of our team um, from the Heart of Tennessee chapter have helped in some neighboring counties with the local flooding, and really appreciate them stepping in to do that. It takes it takes everybody, and, and while we are divided by county lines and chapters, we, we don't see those lines. Everybody helps each other. If you could, one more time, throw out a phone number and a website for folks to learn more, to reach out to you guys, to help maybe donate, volunteer, that kind of thing. Absolutely. You can go to redcross.org. Um, you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS, or if you'd like to donate via text, uh, you can text the word Red Cross to 90999 to make a $10 donation. Fantastic. Well, Tara, thank you so much for a few minutes this morning, and uh, we're going to take a little time out. And when we come back, we're chatting with Ray Wiley. We're going to talk about some uh, local donations, why you could donate locally, some blood donations, and uh, why that's important. And uh, we're going to get into that conversation coming up in just a few minutes. So we'll be right back. If you're looking for some good old-fashioned barbecue, stop by Smokin' Butts Barbecue. We've got the Hickory Sandwich, a pulled pork sandwich that'll knock your socks off. Smokin' Butts, barbecue so good, pigs are dying to get smoked. Open Tuesday through Saturday in Kroger on Veterans Parkway. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. 
We are very blessed to have volunteers, to have friends that are decorators that come in and merchandise our store and do our window displays that help with linens, that help with jewelry, that help just make the store look really nice. Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street across from the tall NHC building. Are you tired of constantly spending money on sprays and other things to control mosquitoes around your home? If so, come by Holden Hardware and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. When used properly, the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators will kill up to 95% of the mosquitoes in the covered area for up to 90 days. This year, make mosquito control easier and cheaper. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, a high into the mid-70s. North winds are on 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 62. And welcome back in. A short break, as promised, as we're uh, jumping back in. One of the cool things, and we always put the number out there, 615-893-1450. That's the great thing about radio. The great thing about local radio is we are literally right here on the other end of this phone, and the text messages pop up just as quickly as you guys send them. So we had a listener um, who was asking about our our conversation just a minute ago about some of the relief in Oregon. And Tara, if you'd like to um, clarify that a little bit, they they were just asking about that. I wanted to make sure we clear that up before we were moving on. Sure, thank you. Um, yes, there are wildfires in California, and they are also have spread to Oregon and Washington. So we are there um, supporting them with sheltering, feeding, um, uh, disaster relief supplies um, in Oregon as well as the other areas. Um, so we have the hurricanes in the south, but then we also have uh, the wildfires that we're supporting as well. And so many of us remember the tornadoes in Nashville just a few months ago and just the impact that had and everybody waking up and seeing these buildings flattened. Um, a little bit of a different pace with the wildfires, but the same result. You know, things are getting burned to the ground. People are losing their homes, their jobs, their cars. Um, so if you could just, you know, consider how we felt earlier this year with the, with the tornadoes. There's other parts of the country that are going through the same thing. Uh, we're seeing, you know, some hurricanes come up on Florida and the Gulf Coast and that. So something to think about. And if, you know, you're able to donate and volunteer, do anything. And we mentioned we gave that number on website. If you call these guys and reach out. Uh, I don't think they're going to turn you away. If you say, I don't have time, but I'd like to donate. I you know, would like to volunteer, but I maybe can't donate money. They will find something for you. There is, there's a lot of help needed. So, you know, absolutely, that's that's something you could do. Uh, we want to bring in now Ray Wiley, who's our other guest here, talking with the Red Cross. Ray, good morning. Good morning. And I uh, wanted to talk about some blood drive stuff. So, of course, we were talking off the air with, uh, with COVID this year. It's made things really tough. Um, and, and if we could just rewind, I wanted to maybe have that same conversation we had about the shortage of blood. Some of the surgeries earlier in the year when COVID happened that were getting pushed back are now, you know, people are starting to get those surgeries. Maybe not the life-threatening surgeries, but uh, the things that still require blood. And that took a big hit, and the, the donations haven't been coming in as much. Talk about that, if you would. I thought that was interesting. Well, there's so many drives, blood drives that have been canceled uh, because of the virus and unfortunately the need for blood is still there to always be there 
and for us it's an opportunity for us to give back and help our community help others in need you know Tara's talked about the wildfires and the flooding and and that just means those areas cannot collect any blood so they're going to need our help they're going to need our support and the great thing about the red cross is that we step up and help regardless of where it is Uh, sometimes we've been on the uh, end of uh, receiving the help from other people other volunteers from other areas and sometimes we've had to uh, deploy people and send people out Uh, but the need for blood is continual it's ongoing and we've we've just not been able to do that locally or nationally so we're down just here locally we're down over 2,000 units of blood right now and for anybody who maybe had a surgery planned earlier in the year and the doctors pushed that back pushed that back and then they said okay we're opening things up a little bit Um, and again we're not talking about life-threatening surgeries but maybe if somebody had a, a pinched nerve or something along those lines that could wait a couple months a lot of those surgeries got pushed back they did once those surgeries started taking place what did that do to the blood supply well it it immediately diminished it so uh it depleted that blood supply so we need to have this um this drive even though it's not going to be the friendly competition with western kentucky university like we've done in the past we're still going to have a three-day drive it's going to be held on the 28th 29th and 30th at north boulevard church uh church of christ on rutherford boulevard and it's going to be from noon till six each day uh, there are some additional incentives to come out the uh, sports clips we're going to give everybody who donates a free haircut, uh, courtesy of Sports Clips. We're also going to uh, give out T-shirts, and there's going to be pizza at lunchtime. So we're excited about that as well. Um, this is an opportunity also to get your blood tested for the antibodies, the COVID antibodies. So that's another incentive uh, for people to give blood. So we're uh, we're excited to still be able to do this, to give back to the community, to partner with the Red Cross. And make a difference and help uh, save someone's life. A lot of us that have donated blood maybe have even gone on a lunch break. And you pop in, you find the mobile bus or somewhere you can kind of get in and out. We were talking off the air. I think a lot of folks are thinking, how are you going to donate blood safely? It's going to take all day. I'm going to be sitting in a line of 100 people. Not the case. And there's, there's a couple things, a couple angles I wanted to discuss about that. Uh, but the Rapid Pass app, we can start there. That's something folks can download. That's easy. And that speeds the process up. And talk about that. How does, how does that work? The Rapid Pass is is great for people who are busy. If you go to redcrossblood.org, you can actually download that and use it the day that you're going to give. And if you uh, have this on your phone and you go to it, you can answer about 90% of the questions they're going to ask you at the drive. And uh, at the end, you'll be able to pull up a barcode, and they'll scan that code, and that will save you a ton of time. So... Uh, the CDC guidelines will be followed. Everybody will be safe. There will be social distancing. Wear your mask. Do all those good things. You can give blood safely, uh, and you can make a difference and help save people's lives. And I think you know that's interesting. You said they can actually test for the antibodies when you donate blood. That kind of adds another fold to it as well. And 
you mentioned you guys are spreading out, so that's where the church comes into play, giving you guys the space and that kind of thing. So, you know, to think maybe for anybody who's donated in the past, there's, you know, maybe somebody every couple of feet. They're going to be spread out, kind of how you'll see at restaurants and, and other things when they're trying to make things like that work with lots of people. Um, but you definitely are spread out. You know, definitely need to wear a mask. What are some other things that folks maybe could hear now and, and maybe that would save them some time on the way in? And are you guys taking walk-ins is, is something I wanted to ask as well. We are definitely taking walk-ins, uh, social distance social distancing will be in place but if people will go to redcrossblood.org and go ahead and make an appointment that is the most effective way to to use your time for time management purposes if you're busy everybody is these days and if you go to redcrossblood.org and go ahead and schedule your appointment for one of those three days i've already got my appointment scheduled for 12 o'clock on that first day Mm -hmm. and uh they're so uh effective and efficient in what they do and it's a great way to give back and to help other people and and the cool thing about it is if you download this app you can actually follow your blood journey it goes uh step by step and it will show you where your blood ends up going for your donation it's pretty cool that is really neat yeah so in that case it could be local it could be out in oregon it could be down in florida and and Yes. How, how long have you guys been doing that? And I think that's that's pretty neat. I, I had not known that. That's that's really cool. I know this has been in play for several years now. We've been doing this drive for over 10. But, but each year, the Red Cross continues to work to try to improve the blood donation experience. And they do an outstanding job. The people are there because they want to be there. And you can just feel the energy. So MTSU uh, historically has done a really great job of promoting and helping people in the community. And partnering with the Red Cross is is a home run for us uh, because they're committed to doing this every single day. So we're just grateful for the opportunity to do this again this year, even even though we were unable to schedule the the actual friendly competition between us and WKU. We're just grateful for North Boulevard Church of Christ stepping up, the Red Cross, and uh, everyone at MTSU. And for anybody out there in our uh, Western Kentucky audience, they are still doing a blood drive, a different kind of fashion, similar to what you guys are doing. So if anybody on that end of the spectrum is, is used to maybe, um, you know, donating donating with them, they're going to still be um, donating just kind of similar to what you guys are doing, but not the competition, not that type of thing we've normally seen. Correct. Yes. But awesome. we're, just, we're just excited to do this uh, for these three days on the 28th, 29th, and 30th, North Boulevard Church of Christ from noon to six o'clock and hopefully everybody will go to redcrossblood.org and make an appointment and we look forward to seeing everybody there and the rapid pass app for android android and iphone that's going to save you a lot of time there as well we had a couple listener questions we wanted to get to we're going to take a quick time out wrap this conversation up in just a moment if you have any questions for us if you'd like to add to that list 615-893-1450 you could also call us and say hello and uh, tell these guys they're doing an awesome job and uh, join the show that way so we look forward to answering those questions we're going to do that on the other end of the break we'll be right back
This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Hi, this is Dave Kibben of Music World and Drummer's Den and Animal City Pet Center. I'd like to give a thank you to the great people of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Our music store this year will celebrate its 15th anniversary, and our Animal City business celebrates 30 years. And we're just very thankful to the great people of the area for all the support over the years. Come in anytime. Music World and Drummer's Den and Animal City Pet Center. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Alrighty, folks, we are back, and we have just a few minutes left with our friends from the Red Cross. Our guests this morning, Tara Stone and Ray Wiley, and uh, Tara was talking about some of the disaster relief going on and why that is important, why you know some of our local folks are, are traveling and helping people in Oregon and different parts of the country, which I think is absolutely awesome. I mean, I think that is, that is incredible. If you're that type of person that can put down what you're doing, volunteer, and, and travel and go help people, I mean, that is, that is absolutely wonderful, and... Uh, of course, Ray Wiley with us talking about blood drives, why that is important. Normally the uh, competition with Western Kentucky with the blood drive and who can get the most donations, a little different this year. They're not able to do that, but the blood drive is the important part of that. And they're still going to push forward with that. So uh, that's going to be, what, the 28th through the 30th from noon to 6. Okay, and that's going to be at North Boulevard Church of Christ. So that's right around the corner, folks. That is going to be just about a week and some change. So plenty of time to get signed up for that. You can head over to the Red Cross website. You can call them. I employ you to download the Rapid Pass app. That is going to save, and, and Ray said, what, 90% of the legwork is done on that app. You come in, they're going to draw your blood. They can test for the antibodies for uh, COVID, which I think is pretty neat. And then you can follow the blood journey. Talk about that one more time briefly. I think that is so cool. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at mine on my phone, and the great thing about it is it, it records uh, your blood type. It records uh, exactly... Uh, your donation history, uh, how many times you've given, when you're eligible to give again, uh, and it follows your blood collection journey. So it goes through the testing stage, and then you will get notified whether you have the antibodies, if you're positive or negative for those. And then once the blood reaches its final destination, you can see where it ends up. I know I've had blood donations go to Vanderbilt. Alabama, Kentucky, various locations. So it's really, it's really a cool app, and especially if you like to know where your blood uh, ends up being donated, it's pretty cool. And Tara, if you could clarify, we had a listener question pop up, and we wanted to get to this. 
explain the volunteers and you know what they do at the blood drive and what the staff does at the blood drive and if anybody wants to volunteer what do they need to do they have to be 18 i know they have to be 18 mm-hmm. but what are the other requirements sure absolutely thank you um for that question we have a couple of different ways that blood drives work for instance this is an mtsu um, supported drive and we have some wonderful students that are part of a red cross club at mtsu and those students will volunteer they'll check people into the drive um, we have kind of a canteen area snacks drinks for people after they've donated um, and so they will help man you know that that space as well may have somebody giving out t-shirts uh, so those are volunteer positions um, our regular staff that are employed by the red cross will be the ones that are working with the donors and doing the actual um, check-in and, and and the prep and the blood draw um, that day so um, with this one being mtsu drive we do have mtsu students that are helping out but we have volunteers that regularly volunteer so if your church is maybe hosting a drive sometimes they'll bring in church members and they'll volunteer and have a little bit of training that way but we also you can go to redcross.org and look for volunteer positions and be a blood donor ambassador um, and sign up for shifts whether it's at our blood donor um, center here in Murfreesboro on a regular basis you can see where our local blood drives are going to be and sign up to be a volunteer at any of those locations and again you know check people in um, help them after they've donated with snacks and if we're giving something away like t-shirts do that as well if you're looking for community service hours through your school um, or just a way to give back to the community. That's something that you can do and schedule you know, at a time that fits for you um, as often or as few times as, as works for you. Now, the donations this year have been down, you mentioned. Donations have been down this year for, you know, obviously for uh, just people trying to get through the obstacles of COVID. And, you know, for a while, everybody was at home and now people are starting to get back out. But the need for blood has not slowed down. That is still just as high as ever. Would you say it's accurate that this point in time in, in the history of the Red Cross. I mean, it's, it's this is maybe the toughest time to get donations and maybe, you know, I don't want to say the lowest you guys have ever been with blood donations, but the need is so high and they're, they're so hard to get. Is this, has this been one of the toughest obstacles for the Red Cross maybe ever? Oh, definitely. It, it's challenging for everybody. Uh, it's, it's a new normal for us right now. So we have to uh, improvise and find ways to reach out and help. But we're just trying to assure everyone that they can come in and, and do this safely and still make a donation. We need the blood. We're asking people, you know, we're call, making a call out to the community to rally around and support these drives and give back. And uh, for every donation that's collected, you can save up to three people's lives. So this is really, really critically important. And the blood uh, donation is huge right now. So we want to encourage everybody to come out on one of these three days. And you got plenty of time to get that appointment scheduled. So we got kind of an idea, time frame-wise, how long it might take. It's not going to be an all-day thing. You're not going to sit in line all day. Um, you guys have really hammered down to make this efficient. And, again, the Rapid Pass app, I've said it once. I'll say it a few more times. Uh, that's going to save you about 90% of the legwork. Schedule appointment ahead of time. Anything else that folks, maybe they pop in and you say, oh, you know, we maybe should have let you know about this or can't do this, you can't do this. Um, anything else that might just save time that, that we haven't covered? I know we've, we've touched on a lot of different things, but while we're speaking to the masses, anything else that uh, we need to let them know? Like Ray said, just if you make an appointment, that really does save a lot of time because if you do walk up, you know, we are um, taking temperatures, social distancing, so we want to have um, as few people that need to be in the space at a time um, as possible. So if you can make an appointment, um, that would be beneficial. And actually, the the 
time it takes for the actual blood draw is really only a few minutes. Um, so while there's time to check in and do some preliminary questions and testing, the actual blood draw only takes a few minutes. Or how many minutes would you say yours usually takes? I'm, I'm usually in and out by uh, right around an hour. Uh-huh. And the draw itself for the blood draw? Oh, gosh, it goes quick. You know, I, I feel like I sit down and, you know, the next thing I know I'm getting up and I'm over eating a piece of pizza and drinking some juice, you know, and it, it, it's just a 20, 30-minute process from beginning to end it goes really really quick and that's not different that much different from years past I and mean, i've given blood before and it's you know maybe up to an hour but a lot of that is you know you're you're drawing the blood and yes a little bit of paperwork and maybe now we have to do the temperature check and things but it's not going to be too much more uh, legwork for the donor i mean it's it's very similar you guys have really hammered down and, and tried to make that a, as efficient as possible absolutely yeah and they and we want to encourage everybody you know if you're going to uh, give blood just make sure you stay well hydrated uh, get a good night's uh, sleep uh, the night before you give. Stay well hydrated. Drink plenty of uh, additional fluids, and uh, take it easy the rest of the day. You can go to work and, and do normal stuff. You just you know you don't want to go lift weights after you the next day. Fine, but the after you give, you just want to chill. Take it easy and let your body recover. And the next day, you're good. I just want to add one more thing. Just want to thank all of the organizations, locations that have supported blood drives during COVID, with schools being closed, churches closing for a while, and want to thank our local, you know, government for facilities that they've allowed us to use, um, and the churches like North Boulevard Church of Christ and World Outreach Church, and some of the others that have opened up their facility on a already was a regular basis, and now more often um, allow us to uh, do these drives in their facilities. Really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. We appreciate the uh, time this morning. Tara Stone and Ray Wiley, our guests from the Heart of Tennessee chapter for the Red Cross. Guys, I appreciate uh, your time and anything you guys need. You guys are always welcome. Love having you on. So uh, hopefully talk to you real soon. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for having us. All righty. We're going to take a quick time out, guys, and we're going to wrap the action line up as we're talking about worship night coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to tell you what, where, when, and how. Coming up in just a few minutes, right now, 840 and 67 out there. A cool start to the day. Enjoy that, and we'll be back. Hey guys, I'm Marcellus from Bubba Gandy Seafood, the freshest seafood in town with a new delivery every single week. The Gandy name started in the seafood industry over 60 years ago in Panama City, Florida. Now in the borough. On Memorial Boulevard, across from the Sportscom. Tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show this Saturday, 11 to noon, on News Radio WGNS. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. And we 
welcome you back. Happy Friday. For those who are just joining us, we welcome you in on this Friday, September 18th, right now, 8.42, and a cool start to the morning. We mentioned earlier, NFL football is back, and things are cooling down, and well, I'll tell you what, I just love this time of the year. Trees are going to start changing colors. This is uh, this is really a good time of the year. And for those of us who have laboring jobs or have been outside at all the last couple months, you know that Tennessee sun burns extra hot this time of the year. So uh, glad to have that cool down and uh, get, things, uh, get things back in order. Our guest this morning for part two of the action line is Kyle Elkins from the Experience Church. Kyle, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for coming on this morning. And it was kind of short notice, right? So I guess that's how radio works, kind of <laughs> rapid fire. And uh, we got a hold of you last week and said, so we're going to get this guy in. We're going to talk a really cool event coming up, and uh, that's going to be worship night. Now, you guys have pulled together with a few different churches in town. I'm going to kind of let you take the lead on this one. What can we expect? I think everybody is chomping at the bit to, to do something, to get out and, and right. see these people. Right. Responsibly, of course, with, sure. with spreading out. But sure. um talk about that absolutely first uh, thank you so much for having having us on uh worship night is is something that that we as a community have been doing for for many many years probably close to 10 years now and uh while initially the night was kind of designed to be an entry point for for our community just kind of a way for for people that have come in if they're looking for a church home a community um, it's it's a way to find out who we are and how we operate, what we do, and uh, and if if it's a place they want to get plugged in, um, and if it's not, you know we're we're very adamant that that we'll help you find a good church. There's so many phenomenal churches here in this area, um, and and what we do may not be for everybody. So let us point you in that right direction. So it's it was primarily like an entry point um, for the community as well as a night kind of designed for for worship, um, free of any time restraints that normally go along with like a corporate worship service so um from there though you know it's grown into this rather large uh citywide community event um which is really exciting for us but but my heart my desire has kind of been for for this night to be uh, a night at some point where we could use it to bridge uh bridge the churches um and 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 to come together the capital c church come together um, and and so what's really exciting about this one, different than any other one that we've done in the past, um, and understand that, that that these have grown pretty large. The one that we do, we do three of these a year. Uh, the one in the summer, um, uh, we do downtown. I partner with Mayor Shane, and we literally close down the square and support local businesses. And um, the one we did last September, um, we uh, we closed down the square in, in Woodbury. We have a, tr- uh, a campus in, in Cannon County. Um, so they've gotten to be rather large events, but... I wanted to partner the churches, bring the churches together. So what's exciting about this one is is that we are um, going to be uh, joining arms with, with two other church communities here in town, um, uh, New Vision and, and First Baptist of, of Murfreesboro. Um, and so the whole night is going to be completely integrated, a night to come together, a, a night that really pushes pushes unity. Um, and so that's that's different than events in the past where they've just kind of primarily been the experience. Uh, but to bring other churches and uh, just what we're able to do as one church body, imagine what we can do when we all come together. Um, and, and so the night is more than just worship, though. I've always said that I believe that one of the highest forms of worship is through community service. So every single worship night that we do, we have a nonprofit partnership that goes along with that, where we push uh, a local nonprofit either to raise awareness for what they do, uh, to, to, to raise funds or, or, or donations or sponsors, whatever the case may be. 
Navy. Um, and so our nonprofit partnership for this one uh, is is Doors of Hope, um, a phenomenal organization here in town that's doing just a, a, a great work. And so we'll be pushing them as well that evening. So uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. And it's next Friday, September uh, the 25th, and it starts at 7 p.m. over at the Fountains. One of the things I thought was unique is, you know, so often you nailed it. You said there's a lot of good churches around here, a lot of great options. Uh, but so often, for whatever reason, it seems like a lot of churches operate independently. You know, you'll and you know people find a church they like, they get comfortable. I completely get that. But maybe if you go to a, go to a church, that's the church you'll go to their events and uh, be there on Sunday. Maybe a Bible study on Wednesday. Right. What gave you guys the idea to pull all these churches together? I think you nailed it. You said, you know, imagine what one church can do. Now imagine what many churches could do. Right. Well, I think that's exactly it. I, I I think you know we we operate well as as communities um um but but that's not the way that church was designed to be church was designed to be for you know even though we all have our different flavors and different ways that we we like to get connected um imagine what we could do if we all came together to further that same message um and so that's kind of where my heart is and and where that kind of uh was birthed and and uh honestly we've been trying to do it for for a couple years and uh it was it would be challenging because it would never work out the way i I would hope um and all of a sudden this year uh, the doors opened up and i look back now and it makes sense um you know with everything that has happened everything that has transpired this year um why the doors would open now this is this is uh, just a much better year for something like this to to happen with everything that's you know kind of happened this year so um it makes sense and i'm i'm excited i think this will be just kind of the uh us setting the foundation for for years to come uh, as as we get more and more churches on board um and i think it'd be a really powerful message for for the community. I think, I think anything like that, when it's done for the first time, people will say, well, that's never been done before. Well, until it has, right? right. And then maybe other right. people will see that and say, what? That was awesome. Why have we never done that? Um, so I love the idea. We're talking about Worship Night. Our guest this morning, Kyle Elkins, if you could give us that date and time again and elaborate a little bit on the evening. You mentioned you guys are going to be working um, with Doors of Hope. We yes. can talk about them a little bit more in just a second. but. Yeah. For someone maybe who's who hasn't been to the experienced church, or someone who hasn't maybe sure. even been to church, and they're they're looking for something new here, they want to they want to try this out. What can they expect when they walk in the door? What are they going to see? What are the uh, plans for the night? How, how late is this going to run? Yeah, uh, so the night starts at seven p.m. Um, it's next Friday, uh, September twenty fifth, and it's 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 going to be over at the Fountains uh, Gateway. There is a massive eight acre lot on the backside of the Fountains, and um, the. Uh, uh, the manager of the, of the fountain, Scott Gravy, has been instrumental in, in kind of helping us make this happen. Um, but we chose that spot because of how large it is. Um, in order for us to have an event like this with everything, like I said, that has gone on this year, I, I, we, it needs to be outdoors. Uh, it needs to be in a space where everyone has plenty of room uh, to social distance. Um, and so we're encouraging, obviously, that that night. We're encouraging everybody with, with the mandates that are in place um, to respect those mandates. Bring your mask. Um, let's do everything that we possibly can to create an atmosphere where everyone feels welcome, everyone uh, feels safe. But it starts at 7. Um, the, the night primarily consists of, of, of modern, contemporary um, um, worship uh, music, um, but on top of that, we'll do a lot of a lot of focused prayers. So I'm going to have obviously the three pastors, um, um, Pastor Corey from from the Experience, uh, Pastor Brady from uh, uh, New Vision, and, and and Pastor James McCarroll from uh, from First Baptist. I'll have them up there all night, you know, praying for each other's communities, not their own, and 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 really bringing everybody together. Um, uh, Mayor Shane, I talked to him um, the other night, and he's going to be there as well. Um, and so we're going to be praying over our, our, our city officials, our city leaders, with 
everything again that has happened this year it's so important that we lift those guys up because of uh, of the weight that they are carrying um and just ask you know that the guy kind of leads their decisions and, and that we do everything to um to to encourage them so uh besides uh music and 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 and, and prayer um obviously like i said before we're going to be focusing on on that nonprofit um uh, because i with with that many people uh in attendance it's so important that we we do something um it's you know it's great to have a night where we are able to worship but but with that many people we would be foolish not to to put them to work um to get their hands dirty um and to draw attention to to uh, an organization that's like i said doing a uh, an amazing work here in this area so and i was going to say for uh for the doors of hope for folks who are unfamiliar with these guys um their their mission if you go on their website and check them out a little bit it's simple empowering women to break the cycle of addiction homelessness and incarceration so how did you guys how did you guys land on and the, you know they're all great options but yeah. how did you guys land on doors of hope for anybody who maybe hadn't heard of those guys before sure um, how did that uh, relationship build well uh, we, like i said we as a, a church body we have a different um non-profit highlight every single month and so we're big on community service we're big on being involved in the community honestly 20 percent of everything that comes into the church goes right back out into some kind of um uh uh, community service um, organization. Um, Doors of Hope is, uni- is unique in the fact that, although we've been partnering with them for a, for a long time, um, they are also um, partnered with by these other two churches that represented that night, New Vision and First Baptist. So we all have um, an interest in, in what they do. Um, and and you know, besides um, uh, what you mentioned, they they provide a, a safe place for, for women to live um, while working to to become healthy mentally, physically, uh, emotionally. They they do assist with shelter but also with uh, clothing food um, identification documents job training legal assistance uh, medical and dental um, uh, the list goes on and on um, and they also work to to find permanent housing uh, for these women so um, something that we're doing uh, that's really cool uh, that night and honestly it, it actually started uh, about a week ago is we've got an online campaign that's going on right now um, and our goal is to raise by the end of that night um, between online donations and um, and donations that night, and then every th- all the merchandise that we sell that evening, all the proceeds will go to them. But we're trying to raise twenty thousand dollars for Doors of Hope. In addition to that, whatever we we raise up to twenty thousand dollars, the experience community is going to match on top of that. So in all, we could raise easily uh, forty thousand dollars that evening. Um, the online campaign right now, if you go to to our social media, either through Experience Music. Um, if you search that on on Facebook or or uh, the Experience Community uh, Church, you'll find that online campaign. I think it's on Doors of Hope. Um, there's social media as well. Um, that on, online campaign has started, and again, you can donate that night. Uh, any merchandise that you pick up that evening, we have shirts from Worship Night, hats, sweatshirts, all that stuff. Um, all those proceeds go towards that organization as well. And then everything that we raise, like I said, up to 20000 um, the church will match that. So excited about that and the possibility that we have to, to, to raise um, not just uh, fun, funding for them, but also just awareness to what they do. I uh, Growing up in a Methodist church, I, my, this was something my, uh, my pastor always said. My dad said it's kind of an ongoing joke, but it says for every three people, there's four casseroles. <laughs> Everybody would always bring food. I remember getting out of church and there'd be – you know, 20 or 30 of us, and there'd be enough food to feed two or 300 people. Everybody would bring food. Now, I wanted to kind of segue with that into how do things look differently, you know, dealing with COVID, with worship night. Obviously, you guys were spreading out. You didn't mention, and in a lot of cases, for something like this, there'll be food. People will bring food, that type of thing. Um, 
how is it different now compared to what it might be if if we weren't living in the year of, of COVID and trying to social distance and that? Right. And and just you know off the top, will there be any kind of food in that? Are you wanting people to bring food? Is that is that not something you're doing? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. So the one thing I'm I'm, I'm a, a big fan of is supporting local businesses. Um, a lot of the uh, outdoor events that we do are usually in an area where there are a lot of businesses um, that that have business that day. Um, for instance, the one that we do downtown, like I said, we literally will close down the square that night. Um, and so what I will do um, leading up to that event is I will push everyone that's coming in to to come and support those local businesses because I know that, that we'll kind of be shutting down that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the same thing that night. I'm, I'm, I'm asking that you not necessarily bring food that evening. Um, I'd, I'd rather you go out and support some of these businesses that are in that area. Um, so, for instance, there at the Fountains, um, um, uh, Burger Republic is there. They, they have a great burger. Uh, if you want something sweet, You've got the soda bar. You've got um, uh, nothing bunk cakes. Um, if you want a coffee, there's Just Love Coffees right there. There's a new uh, Steakhouse 5 is there, a new Steakhouse. Um, and a lot of cool uh, boutique shops there in that area. So I'd rather you come and support those businesses um, as we kind of take over that, that area that evening. Fantastic. And I love that. I think that that could be the easiest decision you make all day. Is, okay, where are we going to Because Murphy's Row, there's so many options. Right, there's so much right. good food. I mean, you could throw a dart and hit a place and, okay, they're going to have something I like. So uh, that's awesome. So I, I wanted to uh, take a quick time out, and we'll wrap this conversation up here in just a minute. We'll recap Worship Night coming up. That's going to be next Friday, the 25th. Uh, we'll talk about some of the protocol. We're going to need to wear a mask. We're going to need to spread out, that type of thing. Uh, but certainly we'll wrap all that up. If you have any questions, 615-893-1450. You can also give us a call, and we'll be right here for you. You're listening to News Radio WGNS right now, 855. We'll be right back. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. During these uncertain times, it's good to have a friend to walk with you and help with financial guidance. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you with free text banking, bill paying, mobile deposits, and more. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family, member FDIC. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, a high into the mid-70s. North winds around 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 62. Good morning. There's still quite a bit of traffic volume out here, but it's moving on 24 out of Coffee County into Rutherford County, passing Epps Mill Road. Short stop and go delays down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. We've seen some radar out here this morning. Earlier, they were over there on 840 near Sulphur Springs. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium Family Edition Sleep of the Sharks this weekend. Check it out. Ripley Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We are back. Thank you for joining us. And uh, just a couple minutes here left on the action line. Wanted to say, and this is a little bit off topic, but we got a couple of Indiana guys in here. That's the first time maybe that's ever <laughs> happened. We were just talking off the air. He said, where are you from, Indiana? I'm from Indiana. But that is uh, kind of cool. Sitting here reminiscing about how, how much we don't care for the snow. But sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's nice. That's one of the reasons I, I absolutely love Tennessee is I'm a transplant. But uh, the weather here is just uh, you can't beat it. No. Um, we're, we're getting ready to get into one of the nicest parts of the year for that. Mm-hmm. So I uh, wanted to recap. Kyle Elkins, our guest this morning, and we're talking about Worship Night. That's going to be 
next Friday, the 25th, 7 p.m., and that's going to be uh, – give us that location one more time. Sure. Again, it's, it's at the, the Fountains at Gateway, um, and it's actually going to be in the, the large eight-acre lot on the back side of the fountains. Um, something important to know is that we have already partnered with a lot of the – obviously the fountains, but also some of the, the specialized doctor's offices there in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them have opened up – because a lot of the questions that we're getting about is about parking. Um, a, a lot of them opened up their parking lots for that night. And so we're going to release a parking map later this week um, that shows you everywhere you can park in that area area as well as um uh, mmc has offered up their their lot as well so there's gonna be plenty of parking that night um as you make your way over to to that area we have shuttles that are going as well um to get everyone over there safely um and uh yeah on the back side of the fountains large eight acre lot plenty of room to social distance and and bring your mask that night let's do everything we can to create that atmosphere for everyone to feel safe fantastic we got about 60 seconds left wanted to thank you so much for coming on uh throw us a website and a phone number folks can reach out facebook tag anything like that that if they're listening they're in the car and uh like most of us you hear something you forget it 30 seconds later so where can they go for this information once they once they sit down and, and kind of look into that a little more sure absolutely um if you go to um experiencecc.com that is the main church website or experience music uh official uh, dot com. Uh, those are two ways you can find out more information on the event that night. You can also call the church office at 615-707-0384, and, and Michelle can get you any information that you need. Um, but we're excited, man. Um, it, it's going to be a, a phenomenal night of, of unity, uh, and we encourage everyone to come, regardless of whether in, you, you have a church home or not. It's a great way to get plugged in and raise support for an awesome nonprofit. Fantastic. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning and giving us a few minutes. Uh, we'd love to recap this. Maybe we'll have you on here in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about how it went, and uh, hopefully we got another one of these right around the yeah. corner. We can get back into it. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. we got the Truman Show coming up in just a few minutes, and Rutherford Issues right around the corner, folks. We are just getting started, so keep it right here on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 859, temperature hovering up near 70. It's going to be a cool day today. Uh, shouldn't be too hot for you, so if you can get out there and enjoy some of that weather, I employ you to do so. We'll be right back. The voice of Rutherford County, the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Time on the courthouse clock is 9 o'clock. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. Two suspects accused of killing a 17-year-old in Laverne will face the courts next month. They're accused of killing the team after luring him to 